0: Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Our scripture readings today are in your program. I apologize they're not on the screen, but you can listen which most of these scriptures were originally designed to be listened to anyway. So just listen if you don't have the words before you. The first one is from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, the first five verses. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, And now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper. And the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around him. And the second reading is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 through 28. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and the cup. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your gift of your holy word which tells us of your greatest gift to all of us, your great sacrifice. Open our ears to hear. Open our minds to understand. And open our hearts to be your disciples. In Christ's name, amen. I don't know about you, but I have washed my hands more in the last seven months than I ever have in my life. Not that I was particularly negligent in that area, but you know how it goes. We wash in, we wash out. I wash before I go to the restroom now, not only before, but of course after. I hope you do that as well which reminds me of the restaurant worker who was in the bathroom with his boss, and he was, went to the restroom and was ready to leave. He hadn't washed his hands, and the boss said, hey, don't you see that sign? Wash your hands before you go back to work? And he says, oh, no, I don't need to. I'm, I'm going to lunch. <laughs> well, I wash my hands before I eat. Always did. But now I even wash my hands after I eat. Wow. And even after I wash all those times and all those places, on top of that, I sanitize. <laughs> I sanitize my hands. I sanitize in, I sanitize out. There's sanitizing stations everywhere, not only in places where you would expect, like restaurants and food service places, but even in hardware stores and places like that. Throughout this church, we have sanitizing stations, don't we? But you know, as much as I have washed my hands and sanitized my hands in the last seven months, my feet are just as dirty as they ever were. They stink just as bad. Want to see? (laughs) Because, you see, we tend to wash our hands. We tend to wash those places that people can see. And we tend to wash our hands in ways that other people can see us washing our hands, don't we? We make it a visual. And we ignore those dirty places in our lives that nobody can see like our feet, literally and symbolically. Our reading from John chapter 13 is a scene just before that Passover meal. And the Passover meal, you all know probably, is the most important religious event in the Jewish calendar. It was at the time of Jesus, and it is still to this day. And if any of you have participated perhaps in a modern day Seder meal, which is a Passover meal, if you will, you know that as part of that ritual, as part of that meal service order, there's a time where you wash your hands. (laughs) Now this isn't a Sanitizing kind of washing. This isn't a COVID 19 kind of washing. It's a ritualistic, symbolic washing. In fact, often they use the same basin, the same towel for everybody. We'd never accept that today, would we? <laughs> you may also know that at the time of Jesus, the Pharisees had this tradition of washing their hands before they ate. And Jesus criticized that, not because washing your hands before you eat is a bad thing, obviously that's a good thing, but because they had elevated this tradition of humans, this Pharisaic tradition to the level of God's word, and, well, because they were forgetting to cleanse and wash their hearts. The places in our lives that are really important. But it looks good, it makes us feel good, doesn't it, to wash our hands? To clean those places that people can see and those dirty places. Well, they're still there. There are those places that nobody can see. But through the sacraments, communion today, we confess. We're forgiven. We're washed clean. Even in those dirty places. But we think that there are places that even God can't see. So we don't wash there, so to speak. We don't confess those kind of things. Oh, sure, we've done some bad things. We've all done some bad things. But we've made up art, haven't we? Look at all the good things we do for the church and for the community. We've made up for those bad things we've done. That kind of thinking is like washing your hands and not really dealing with the dirtier parts that only you know about, only you can see. Even Pontius Pilate, you remember when, when Jesus was condemned and he was brought before Pontius Pilate? Pilate didn't want to send Jesus to the cross because he was afraid of an insurrection, a riot, and all that kind of thing. You know what he did? He washed his hands very publicly. Matthew says he brought out a basin and a towel, and he washed his hands publicly before the crowd to say, I'm not responsible for this. (laughs) He washed his hands. ever since we have continued to wash our hands we have failed to truly examine ourselves we fail to confess those things that nobody can see those dirty parts of our body symbolically those dirty parts of our lives you know the Bible says that we the church are the body of Christ We are the body of Christ. Don't think those dirty parts of your body aren't seen by Jesus. Don't think they don't hurt him very much. As we read in scripture, so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup unworthily is guilty of sinning against my body. (laughs) That's why you should examine yourselves before you receive communion. Jesus said, This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Examine yourselves, even those places nobody else can see except you and God. Now, John's gospel is interesting when it comes to the way it records the Passover event. John's Gospel doesn't record those words of institution, if you will. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. It's not in the Gospel of John at all. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. and St. Corinthians, as we just read it. It's not in John at all. This has been confounding to scholars for years. Why is it that on this most important event in around this ritual that has become the most important common event of all Christians around the world, why doesn't John record those things? What does John record? He records washing the feet. (laughs) Wash your feet before supper. John says the most important thing of that whole Passover event The last supper is to wash your feet before supper. And at this intimate supper, Judas was there, we know that. It says so in our passage we read. Even though Judas knew he was going to go out and betray Jesus Christ just in a few hours, he was still there. He had gone to the leaders saying, Those religious and political leaders saying, I know how to betray Jesus. Now, they had wanted to arrest Jesus for a long time, but they were afraid because Jesus had some popular support among the people that, you know, a riot would break out, so they didn't know how to do it. But Judas says, I know how to do it. I can betray him in the garden where he goes to pray. So he goes to those political and religious leaders. And, you know, whenever we get religious and political leaders together, there's problems. And by the way, next Sunday I start my new sermon series called Religion and Politics. You won't want to miss it. But Judas goes to those leaders and says, I know how to betray Jesus now. I know how to do it. So they said, okay, we'll give you 30 pieces of silver. So Jesus or Judas does the deal. And then... If you can imagine this scene in anything other than perhaps a Godfather movie, Judas sneaks back in to that most holy meal, pretending like nothing's ever happened, like nothing's going to happen. Wow. Now imagine this. Judas sneaks back in, thinking he's gotten away with this. Of course, Jesus knows. Jesus knows he's got dirty feet. And as we read on that most holy night, Jesus washes his feet. Now put yourself in Judas' chair there, sitting down, shoes off, Jesus Christ the master kneeling before you washing your feet when you know you're about to betray him can you imagine that who of us would have that audacity it seems so unbelievable it seems so wrong it seems so evil but you know If the truth be told, some of us do that almost every Sunday, almost every week. We come before God not confessing really those dirty things in our life, knowing that we're about to go out this week, maybe in just a few hours like Judas did, and betray Jesus. Some of us do that. We come in here, we take the grace that God freely gives, and yet we don't intend to live as a Christian as soon as we leave. You know exactly what you're going to do when you're done here today, and when you're done with this service, and when you're done with the festivities today of worship. You know exactly what you're gonna do. Now, I'm not talking about some of you who are struggling with something. We all have those things. Maybe it's an addiction, maybe, I don't know what it is. I'm not talking about folks who are struggling with things. And I'm not talking about seekers, if you're online listening and you're seeking and trying to understand Christianity, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about most of us who have committed to accept Jesus Christ and to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Yet we're really not intending to leave this communion table living any differently. Jesus knew what Judas was going to do and Jesus knows what we're going to do. To follow him or not. Jesus smells our dirty feet. Jesus said to Judas, I know what you're going to do. Whatever you're going to do, just go do it quickly. Just go do it. That's what I would say to you this morning if you're in that camp. Whatever you're going to do next week that is not following Jesus Christ, just go and do it quickly. Because rather than having the biggest church, I would much rather have the purest church to present to Jesus Christ on that holy day. Amen. Remember, as we celebrate communion today, remember that broken body, remember that shed blood And you know, if you're not really going to live it, Jesus is still going to forgive you. (laughs) Because that's the way Jesus is. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is still going to forgive you if you don't intend to live it. But I've often thought that's a lot like eating melted ice cream. It's still sweet. Still effective, it'll raise your blood sugar, but it's not nearly as grace-filled as that full bodied ice cream. So wash your feet before supper because this is the Lord's table. Stop intending to sin, live like a Christian. By the words you think, by the words you say, by the words you post, and the things you do. Amen.